Welcome to Sovereign Self, weaving spiritual awakening with the fabric of everyday life. Your host is Zofia Renea Morales. We'll discuss and show you how you can achieve the highest potential in your life through divine wisdom and really live. Now, here is your host, Zofia Renea Morales. Welcome back to another episode of Sovereign Self. This is your host, Sophia Renea Morales, and today I am here with Anand Sukadia. And before I go deep into introducing him and the topic of a life of magic, I would like to invite you to get to know your own magic a little bit better. I created a quiz for my clients, and now I'm sharing it with the world to help them see their own giftedness, because so often... It's easy to walk through life and think, if only I had the gifts of my sister or my best friend or some other person that you admire deeply, and not see the magic that is you. So get your pen, get your piece of paper, and go to superpowerquiz.us, or better yet, get your phone. You can do it right on your phone, superpowerquiz.us. It takes two minutes to get a peek into that mirror. The quiz mirror that shows you what your particular set of giftedness and magic is in this life. So now we've arrived at the moment to introduce our guest, Anand. Anand Sukadia sees, hears, feels, and knows that the purpose of his life is to be bliss, to enjoy deep love, and to create magic for himself and others. Uh, He grew up in a family of medical doctors and holistic healers, and he was inspired at a young age to create a health and wellness center that combines ancient knowledge with modern technology. But like many of us, as he grew older, he put his ultimate dream on hold and pursued other opportunities. In his case, he was a serial entrepreneur, uh, but even achieving success in his entrepreneurial ventures left him unfulfilled, both professionally and personally. And this put him on an 18-year self-help journey in business and in spirituality. He tried all of the things. Some of you may be able to relate. He attended seminars with Joe Dispenza and Tony Robbins and New Peaks and Dale Carnegie Training, Landmark and more. His unquenchable thirst for knowledge and connection had him trekking around the globe, visiting Australia and Europe and South America, East Asia, India, and the Middle East, connecting with visionary thought leaders, whether they're shamans, gurus, psychics, billionaires, or people with nothing more than the shirt on their back. During his travels, he discovered ancient wisdoms about the mind-body-spirit connection and modern-day technologies that can foster that connection to impart vitality and in 2014, on an ayahuasca journey, his reality and purpose in life became crystal clear and he had a rebirth. He's now the host of the Limitless One podcast and the founder of Life Wellness, a modern recovery spa and lifestyle brand dedicated to healthy living for the mind, body, and spirit. Welcome, Anand. I'm so happy to have you here with me today. Thank you so much for having me, Zofia. It is a pleasure to be here. Yeah, I I love your story, and I'm so glad to have you here with me to discuss it, because I think many of us can relate to this story where when we were young, we knew and understood on some level what was really important to us, what would be magical in our lives, and then 
the world kind of convinces us we need to do something different, right? Mm -hmm. If we're really going to survive. <laughs> so I guess cutting to the chase on that, how do, how do you rediscover the magic in life? I guess that's really my question because so many of us would desire to have this magical life. And in our minds, we have this idea of what this magical life would look like. Mm -hmm. But as the saying goes, before enlightenment, chop wood, carry water. After enlightenment, you still chop wood and carry water. So how do you bring the magic forward in your life? Yeah. When you're what still a, chopping wood. <laughs> absolutely. What a beautiful question. So yeah, it would be easy to just sit on a you know mountaintop inside bed and meditate and experience all the beautiful bliss that flows from that just dedicating your life to that. But yeah, we do live in this 3D reality. And you know, if you live in a city or anywhere else in the country where you have to go through the steps of earning a living to pay for bills, obviously we're living in two dualities. But I always knew that uh, you know, I have one foot in the spiritual realm, one foot in the uh, 3D realm, because there's a reason why we came here. So it's understanding that and appreciating that, okay, we came here for a reason. That being said, now it's up to us to be sovereign, right? To have the the our own thoughts and create the life that we want to and not be, you know, influenced by whoever it may be. So I think that all of us have magic within us. Right. Think, or whatever yeah. your circumstances are, right? Because a lot of times what do I want to say? You don't always choose when you wake up. And sometimes when you wake up, you have family members with disabilities that you're caring for and some pretty heavy responsibilities. You might end up with some physical disabilities. Your body's not functioning the way you want it to. What words of advice can you offer to somebody who's in some heavy circumstances? Absolutely. And, and who yeah. wants that magical experience mm -hmm. uh, despite the circumstances. Yeah, I think that it all starts, uh, and I learned so much about my life going through this, going through a lot of challenges, is that to be in gratitude, when you have that perspective of being grateful for everything that you do have, then it creates almost like you're building a muscle. And from there, you can uh, have more and more beautiful things come into your life, but it's all perspective, right? Um, you know, really difficult things that can happen to you in life. We could either look at it as, okay, this thing affected me, but how did it affect me? Did it catapult me to come to a higher realization in my spirituality or in my evolution as a human? Or is that, am I a victim now? Or, and is that going to hold me back? Right. So it's based on the story that you tell yourself. Uh, of what that meaning is to you, because what you believe to be true is true for you. Yeah. So I think a lot of it has to do with, first of all, coming to the perspective of, I am a magical soul, I am a beautiful soul, and I came here for a reason. That being said, all the things that we have to go through in life how do we perceive it, right? Is it, okay, do we do we look, like you mentioned, uh, if somebody has to care for um, somebody that needs help, right? Are we grateful that we have the opportunity to help this beautiful soul on their journey, right? Or are we looking at it as a drag? Yeah. If something, you know, if you get into a car accident, um, is the lesson there derived that, okay, I could have been a little bit more careful on the road. I could have uh, not been on my phone or whatever the circumstance may be. Thank God I'm safe and that it's only a car and you know I have to repair it, but I can, I can do better next time. So everything has to do with your, your perspective on the matter. Yeah. 
Yeah. How do you start shifting your perspective on the matter? If you've been through something rough, you know, there, there is a natural human tendency <laughs> to feel beat down and beat up and sometimes depressed and helpless afterwards. Of course, absolutely. And for a long time in my life, I did have those feelings of anxiety and depression and not feeling like I was good enough or worthy enough. But I had to come to the point in my life where I had to start taking self-responsibility for my thoughts and for my feelings. When I looked at things as I was a victim, more and more of that would come into my life. So as you put your mind towards something, it grows bigger and bigger and bigger. You know where your energy glow goes. That's what like manifests in your life, right? So I had to realize that okay, who's responsible for my thinking? It's only me. And through a lot of self development, obviously looking at external sources, I learned a lot in terms of going to seminars and doing a lot of different experiences, ayahuasca and all this kind of stuff. And then after coming to a point where I took all that knowledge, I put it into my life and my life improved greatly, but I still, there was a feeling of inadequacy. Then I started looking within. And mm -hmm. I think that having a practice where you can internalize everything and taking a moment for yourself or a few moments a day where you can actually focus in on your thoughts. Journaling is super important. Where are my feelings originate from? And if you keep dissecting your emotions, okay, why am I feeling angry? Is it a feeling of, um, am I upset at somebody? Okay, why am I upset at somebody? Did they do something bad to me? Okay, yeah, they did something bad to me, but why am I carrying this on my shoulders, right? I either end the relationship or I can um, forget, set, right? The, right, and yeah. set some boundaries going forward, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. But then it comes to the point of, okay, did I, maybe at one point I loved this person and now I hate them because they didn't reciprocate that love. So all of it comes down to is either fear or love. Those are the two, I think, base emotions. And anything uh, can be dissected to a certain level of, okay, is it love? Okay, is it a lack of love or is it actually feeling of love. So when you when you start dissecting these things you realize okay there's only a few different things that are going on in my life. So when you take that time and meditation for me is a really big part of my life and for the last year I've tried to meditate at least an hour a day. And from that I get to a point of being more present in the everyday situations. So I'm not uh, swaying back and forth on this emotional, you know, pendulum where oh my goodness everything is the greatest thing in the world and then everything is, is the, the worst, worst thing possible. In the world. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, you know, one of the things I learned in my life is try to just be emotionally light as a feather and really experience the the gratitude and the love for life, but anytime something bad happens, I've lost my dad, uh, you know, when I was uh, 27 years old at a really pivotal point in my life. It was very painful. But I could have looked at it as like, oh my goodness, I am now without a dad. Or I could have looked at it as, and the way I did choose to look at it is I was so lucky to have such an amazing father for 27 years of my life, where yeah. a lot of people don't even have that for one day of their life. So the knowledge, the experiences, the memories, they all will always be with me. And I think about him every single day. And I want to honor him and his legacy in his life by being the best person that I can be because he was gracious enough and my mom to give me life, right? So these are the types of things that we need to kind of look back and reframe those, those pain points in our life to see, okay, if yeah, if I go through a really horrible relationship, breakup, and I've gone through so many in my life, 
that, okay, these were blessings because if I continue to go with this person, yeah, my life would not be a happy life or it wouldn't be satisfying or I wouldn't be able to get to where I want to get to. So everything is happening for you. The universe is always conspiring for you, but you just have to understand that it's, it is doing that. And if you're driving down a really dark road and you have uh, limited headlights, you're only seeing 10 feet in front of you. And that's what the whole thing in life is. You're only seeing a little bit in front of you. You're not seeing the entire journey. But if you zoom back and see how far you've actually come to still be standing here today, it's a miracle that you know that we're living these lives. So there, I think a lot. Well, of that, you know. I, and I love I love that story um, because I I think of the the signs your soul sends you as like your spiritual GPS, right? Yeah. And your GPS won't tell you anything while you're parked in the driveway other than you need to pull out of your driveway, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I think that's a place where I know I got stuck and I see it with clients that they'll get stuck in this mode of, well, until I understand what my ultimate destination is, mm -hmm. I'm not pulling out of the driveway. I'm waiting for that, that, that vision to arrive so I know where to go. Mm -hmm. No, pull out of your driveway. Just yeah. pull out of your driveway and suddenly that GPS will start talking to you. 100%. And, you know, a lot of times I used to think that once I have this, once I have this piece of knowledge or once I had a girlfriend or once I had, you know, a business, then I would be happy. Yeah, so exactly. And that's a lie that, that yeah. society raises us with, right? That ha happiness is this goal that you arrive at. Yeah. And it's a lie. 100%. Happiness is in the process. You have to... If you want happiness, you have to find it along on the journey. It has to be yeah. your companion on the journey. Yeah. You have to command it, essentially. You have to command the happiness in the moment. And the only person that's responsible for that is you at the end of the day. So, you know, I love the, the title of your podcast, Sovereign Self, is like complete autonomy over yourself. That's your emotional state and your, your physical state and whichever way you want to express yourself in life is having that authority over oneself. So taking responsibility in this day and age is not really a trendy thing, I think. Yeah. More and more people are waking up to it, realizing that, okay, if I want to create a certain life, yeah, there's there's templates out there that are, people are following and they're creating their own beautiful life. But yeah, take what take what works for you, what resonates with you, and you don't have to go down the traditional path. If yeah. the last few years have shown us anything, that people, young kids nowadays in their twenties, they're they're going online and and making amazing businesses or like doing like all these different passive income businesses. Whereas, you know, people in their 40s like myself and, um, you know, people older, they had that wasn't available to them as they were growing up. So, well, and it was not something that was ever even conceived of in yeah. a lot of ways. Um, I guess on that front, I would like to throw in one thing, right? Because a lot of times it takes some practice to shift into more of a happiness mode. Mm -hmm. I know when I started out on my, my self-development journey, this was years before I woke up. It's like my my emotions are what they are, right? It, I don't have control over my emotions. This is my natural spontaneous response to a thing that's happened to me. And the farther I moved into that journey of self-discovery, the more I discovered there was a gap between the thing that happened and the emotions. and. I discovered that in that gap, there was this story that you're talking about. 
And I came to realize that if I could get curious, and this was kind of my, my lever in the curiosity, if I could get curious about how life is serving me with this, how, to, how is this serving my journey? I discovered that was a very effective question or tool to like widen that gap to allow me time and space to choose a different response. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. What is the blessing or the lesson behind this particular thing that happens? And yeah, yeah, once you detach yourself of the emotional charge to it, then you can start realizing, okay, there's, there has to be a blessing or a silver lining on every circumstance that you have. And then you just have to, you know, grow that in a Petri dish, essentially. And yeah. the more energy you give, you know, those, that blessing feeling versus the victim feeling, you're, you're going to create new stories. And once you start creating, recreating all the stories of the victimhood, recreating the stories of the pain and the suffering, now you're more empowered. Because, yeah, yeah the same thing can happen to you, I, and 100 other people, and we'll all have different views on what happened. And, and, and like, different conclusions about what it means, right? <laughs> 100%. Yeah, so I we're up on our first break already. So I'm going to invite everyone who's joined us here this morning. Take a look at your level of happiness. What's your happiness set point right now on a scale of, oh, life is abysmal to 10, life is amazing and I can't think of a simple way, a single way it could get better. Rate yourself where you are on that, that happiness set point, not this instant, but like overall over the past week or the past month. And hang with us. We'll be right back from the break. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Hey, beautiful soul, Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Go to tellzofia, that's T-E-L-L-Z-O-F-I-A.com. Drop me a quick note and let me know. How has this show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That's tellzofia.com. Your opinion is critical in informing where I take the show next. Thank you so much and live soul first. If you're an influencer, you don't follow the trends, you set them. Voice America influencers are involved in creating change in personal and professional lives, collaborating and driving value to make our lives better. We have world-renowned thought leaders, speakers, authors, entrepreneurs, artists, and some of the most influential voices today. Listen in today to what they have to say. Engage in the conversation. The Voice America Influencers Channel. Be inspired. Answer the call. 
We're with you wherever Alexa and Google are. At home, in the car, on your smart TV, and your connected devices. Hey, Alexa. Hey, Google. Play my favorite Voice America podcast on TuneIn. It's just that easy. But don't forget to make sure you actually mention the name of the podcast show to make it work. listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I'm here with Anand Sukaria of Life Wellness and the Limitless One podcast. So happy to have you here with me after the break as well, Anand. Um, so the homework I asked you to do over the commercial break was to rate yourself on a general happiness scale. What is your happiness set point, so to speak? And... I guess what I would say is if you ended up with something that's lower than a four, rejoice because you can move that and it will be amazing as that moves up. If you have something that's more than a seven, rejoice because you're in a level of happiness that many people never experience. And if you're somewhere in between, rejoice also because you also can shift that and make it even more amazing and more wonderful. So let's talk about some practical tools for changing, for shifting that happiness set point, because we have a certain natural one that arrives and there are components of biology that play into that, right? If you if you have trouble balancing your brain chemistry, they might put you on antidepressants or whatever to try and move you up that scale a little bit. Uh, but there are things you can do that are not chemical <laughs> as well. So what would be your number one suggested tool for that? Yeah, so I have so many. <laughs> so I'm really <laughs> into biohacking. I'm really into morning routines. Um, you know, I just try to squeeze every drop of juice that we have in this, this lemon of life. But what I will say is let's contextualize this a little bit and say there's external happiness and there's internal happiness. Ooh, right? so, talk to me about yeah. what that is. Yeah. So external happiness is all the stimulus or the inputs or the content that we consume that could make us happy or could not make us happy, right? So either watching the news or, or a comedy uh, or, or a com whatever. Exactly. Right. Yeah. And then there's the internal happiness, which generated from within. So I think that a lot of people value or they, they give more precedence to the external versus focusing mostly on the internal. So for me, the generator of my happiness is myself. So no matter what, I'm going to stay at a certain level. And there's things that I do um, every single day that will kind of like build that muscle. And I've been doing it for years, right? So the first thing I would say is, you know, before you go to bed at night, what are you consuming? Are you consuming something that is negative? Are you watching a horror film or Netflix or even the news or which is always negative. Yeah, no, don't don't do the news before yeah. bed. <laughs> That's so, Zofia's tip number one. Do not watch the news immediately before bed. 
Yeah. So what does your subconscious want to ruminate on at night? So something that's very positive, something that's very loving, something that's very nurturing, right? So have like little rituals at night where you're giving yourself love, take a bath with uh, Epsom salt or take some essential oils and put them on your body. Give yourself a massage. You know, these are things that you can do right before going to bed that you're showing yourself that, hey, I love myself and I am going to nurture myself, right? Because if you don't feel it from the outside, from anyone else, you are then responsible for doing it because who's the, who's in charge of your happiness, right? Well, yeah. And I love that that self-nurturing because so often we're, we leave ourselves off the list, at least as a Western woman, mm-hmm. <laughs> we're kind of trained that you, you serve everybody else. And then if you've got a little energy left at the end of the day, you might have a minute for you or you might not because, you know, the kids are fussy at bedtime or some other drama happens, right? And then you just face plant into the bed and that's that. Yeah. And so I love I love the idea of carving out some time to like deliberately set yourself up for good and restful sleep. I'm I I will plus one the suggestion <laughs> of the Epsom salt soak. <laughs> it's one of my favorites. And I will add on to that. Um choose some external content that supports you. Yes. Okay. Um and I've I've I'm a reader. I'm a bedtime reader. And I, I've tried like reading things before bed that will like move my business forward kind of stuff. And I've tried reading things at bedtime that uplift me. And I will go for B every time now because yes. I find if I read the improvement kind of stuff, that you know, make your business better this way or change this or change that, then my brain is all night on the business stuff. And there may be moments where that's important, but it's more important that I get restful sleep. So I, I reach for category B generally. <laughs> such, an, such an important note because I was the same way. I would read all these business seminar books and yeah, my mind would be racing at night. And now it's all about nurturing or doing a really beautiful meditation, uh, lucid dreaming meditation or something to that effect where I yeah. know that I'm going to sleep really well. So Exactly. You know, Self-guided um or what do they call it? Um, guided meditation is, yeah, guided is a beautiful meditation. thing to put on a guided meditation track. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I think that we talked about hormones and chemicals in the body, right? So I think that uh, we need to feed our body with with things or experiences that are going to highlight those good chemicals, right? So making sure that you have enough sleep, uh, eight hours is probably seven to eight hours is like the minimum uh, they suggest some people need a little bit more, some people need a little bit less, but having too little sleep actually is uh, correlated with lower uh, or, or higher mortality and less um, lifespan, right? So yeah. you want to make sure that we're we're getting enough rest for the body, for the mind, being able to shut off, not looking at your phone right before bed. Again, social media is something that uh, can really affect serotonin levels. And they're showing so much studies now that it's depleting serotonin levels in kids. And kids are going through a lot of mental anguish right now because of the amount of time that they spend on social media. So just yeah. try to try to not or limit that during the daytime if you need to. Yeah. Um, well, and I, yeah. I want I want to pivot back around towards social media, and I know this. Some people will hear this and go, "Oh, I I know that. Why are you reminding me of this?" But 
the thing to remember with social media, and it's a thing your kids probably don't know and understand and you need to remind them about on a regular basis. And that is when you're looking at social media, you're looking at the most positive rosy perspective on someone's life that they can give you. They are not showing you the dark moments. They are not showing you the chopping wood moments. They are not showing you the moments of mental anguish that they go through at 3 a.m., which is why we are all so startled when some social media influencer decides that they're over it and they end their life. Okay. Um, so it's super important when you go into the, super, the social media pool to remember that Everyone there is showing you their most positive aspect of themselves. Yeah. Very important point. And do and not I, compare that to your inside because, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And then the other aspect of it is these platforms are spending millions of dollars figuring out how to hack your brain, essentially. So, um, the way that it's designed is, especially Facebook, Instagram, it's designed almost like a casino. So the the serotonin, like the little hits that you're getting, dopamine uh, increases. It's because of the way that it's designed to keep your attention, shorter attention span. So it's really affecting our brains on so many levels. And the, I try to the limit- lights and the shiny yeah. bells and all of that. Exactly. And I notice it for myself when I'm on social media too much. It definitely affects me and and my happiness levels. Uh, again, that's what we want to like try to avoid the external validation, all that happiness, and focus on the internal, right? So the next thing I would say is having a morning routine. And again, that that starts with going to bed at a certain time, getting enough rest, waking up in the morning. And this is like really important. So before you turn on your phone, Make sure you do something that is going to set the tone for your day, whether it's exercise, whether it's, um, you know, even a little bit of movement in the morning is really good. You know, like do a little bit of like, you know, body shaking, do some push ups, do some sit ups, uh, maybe go on the on the treadmill just for a little walk. There's so many things that you can do. You know, cold plunges or amazing cold showers that really increases your your hormonal levels, um, increases your happiness, decreases inflammation. There's a host of benefits. Absolutely. That's something that I do. You know, I wake up early in the morning. I do uh, a 5:30 workout just to get it done for the day. So knowing that I'm accomplished. That's before I do any work or focus on my phone or social media or any of that stuff. So there's things that we can do to set the tone. You want to set the tone for your day? I I love the morning routine. I'm reading a book right now called When is the title uh, because everybody looks at how and what and all of these things. And it's like, well, whenever you get to it. And this guy is, uh, what do I want to say? He makes a good case for paying attention to the when of things. Because there are times of day where you perform better. There are times of day where you don't perform better. And it's important to respect that. But also, we minimize the importance of getting a good start as a society and as people. And so if you can kick your day off on a high point, as you said, feeling accomplished, feeling like you've done something important for yourself, Uh, I think that makes a big difference in how the rest of your day goes. And I will, I will quote the bad hair day (laughs) Um, because that's an example of a bad start, right? uh, The hair just wouldn't cooperate and it all went downhill from there. And so I love 
your suggestion of creating a morning routine where you set the expectation, you set the attitudes, you set yourself up for a winning day by setting yourself up for a win to start. Yeah, momentum is everything. So even if it's not a workout, even a meditation in the morning or a gratitude journal, right? Writing the five things or 10 things that you're most grateful for, it could literally take 30 seconds. And if you're having a hard time thinking about 10 things, it means you're being too hard on yourself. Be oh, grateful yeah. For the little things that you have a roof over your head that you I was going to say, yeah, I'll start you out with a few. You woke up, yeah. you're still breathing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Right. These are both winning things to start with, because if you don't have those, you're not going anywhere. A hundred percent. So these are these are things that I that I start my day with. It's kind of like owning your your morning or your day because you're declaring, okay, I am doing something for myself that's going to bring uh, it's little investments that we make every single day in the you know the overall aspect of our lives. So you're constantly making daily deposits into your happiness, into your fulfillment, into your purpose. And once you start going, you know it only takes a couple of weeks, and then you're kind of like off to the races. And little things like this can dramatically transform your life. Before you're taking any external input, you already set the tone for your day. So no matter what happens, it's going to be minimized if it's a negative thing. Well, and you'll be better equipped to deal with it, right? Mm-hmm. Because if you if you think about like a really bad day, you you're exhausted, you come home from the office and, you know, your your son or daughter forgot the permission slip or didn't tell you there were supposed to be brownies at school tomorrow or whatever it was, right? At the end of a crappy day, it's like the straw that breaks the camel's back. Whereas if you come home from the office and you've had a fabulous day and you're feeling like you can conquer the world, you take that kind of stuff in stride. And so, yeah, set yourself up for a powerful day. Yeah, and I do it deliberately. Yeah, the last point I'll make on that is also what you consume in the morning in terms of your food, right? So I believe breakfast is the most important of the day. Either breakfast or lunch is my biggest meal. Lunches, or sorry, dinners are my smallest meal of the day. But if you, in the morning, fuel your body with the nutrients, the vitamins, the trace elements that you your body needs, again, you're starting off with that momentum knowing that, okay, I already took in so like input from like all the greens that I need, all the vitamins. So I am going to be good for the rest of the day, even if I even if I trip later on and have something that's not so great, right? Yeah. So again, it's- Well, it's and you're less likely to trip, right? Yeah. Because you've set yourself up uh, in a good physiological state, as opposed to if you start the day with a donut, carbs create carb cravings. Yeah. And so you start the day with a donut, you're fighting that carb craving all freaking day. Whereas if you start with a, a green shake or a smoothie or something, then you've set yourself up with vitamins and minerals and all the good stuff. Um, and that'll support making healthier choices the rest of the day as well. Yeah. And you're loading up your mornings with all these successes, all these wins that anything the rest of the day you do is just bonuses. It's all beauty. And it's like, you know, just building an empire from there. But it's so important to really understand, you know, making sure that you are in control of your mornings. Yeah, exactly. And I, I love you made the statement that, you know, all of this stuff increments and adds up because that's really the truth of the matter. I think in Western society, especially the US now, we're always looking for the thing, 
the trick, the secret, the whatever it is that will make everything else perfect. And there is no one the thing. Mm -hmm. It's all a steady accumulation of good choices. And they build on each other. And I know I've gone through some health stuff in the past. Um, chronic pain was one of them. And I spent a year looking for the thing that was going to make it all better. There was never one the thing. Okay, it is better. But it took meditation. It took um, controlling my menstrual cycle so it wasn't happening so often. It took a bunch of different interventions. I don't eat foods that give me gas. All of these things had to come together in order for me to return to living a good life. So I have to mind my P's and Q's a little bit more, but the pain remains at a level that allows me to function like a normal human being. <laughs> and if I had insisted that there had to be just one solution, I'd probably still be in the bed, curled up in pain. Yeah, absolutely. And it's, it's, yeah, like I'm in the wellness space. So like everybody's looking for the supplement that's the, you know, the miracle supplement that's going to make your life like a hundred times better. It doesn't exist. Uh, there's so many great supplements out there and you have to find what works for you. You have obviously diet, all this kind of stuff, but also the mindset behind it. So if you're taking a supplement, you're like, oh, I'm just still going to be in pain. That's what you're going to experience. You know, there's a reason why we do placebo studies on every single medicine, I guess, up until the last couple of years, which is a whole different story. Yeah. <laughs> but the, the reason is because they know that the mind is so powerful and that your mind can make you believe anything. Well, and here's the thing. Um, the thing the scientists are saying is that their foundation that they measure the success for a drug against is how much better can your mind make you just by thinking that the drug is doing something as opposed mm -hmm. to the drug actually doing something. Um, and I think that puts a whole, puts mindset into a whole different category in many ways than most people think about it. Your mindset is so powerful, they test drugs against it. Yeah. And a lot of times the placebos are more powerful than these drugs, which dang straight. What, that, what does that tell you? <laughs> uh, so it, it's, it's pretty wild. So I've been um, attending a lot of Dr. Joe Dispenza seminars. Uh, I did three in the last year and the amount of miracles that I witnessed people healing from some of the, you know, the most uh, hardest conditions to actually get better with through the traditional allopathic medicines and having spontaneous healings. The chemicals that are being produced just from a meditative state of already feeling like you've been healed or having other people pray and just experience pure consciousness of love, it can change immediately your life. And the, the power that's generated just through our thoughts, when our minds and our hearts in our coherence, it is, it is something once you start experiencing, you can never go back to the regular way of life. Our yeah. entire lives are based on the way our hearts and our minds are in sync. And if they're Absolutely. in sync, then you can create anything that you want to. If they're not in sync, the best thing to do is to get them in sync by different ways of meditating or through, through other means. Absolutely. So we are up on our second break already. Um, those of you who've joined us here today, I would love for you to spend a few minutes around the places where you've been able to shift your mind, shift your thoughts and the results that have come out of that, it might be a little thing. It might be you manifested a cup of coffee. 
something simple like that. Or it might be a larger thing, like you healed from an accident much more quickly than they anticipated you would, or more completely than the doctor ever imagined you would. The, that I would put on the larger end of things. Um, but give your mind and your attitude a little bit of credit over the break and hang with us. We'll be right back. Get the news on our shows and other happenings by following us on Twitter. Find us at VoiceAmericaTRN or Twitter.com forward slash VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, beautiful soul. Sophia Renea Morales here. I've been doing Sovereign Self for over a year now, and I would like to hear from you. Tell me what you want to hear in coming shows. Leave a quick voice message at 520-261-6827 and let me know. How has the show supported you? Where should we go next? Or are you perfectly content with where we're going at the moment? That number, 520-261-6827. Thank you so much for your feedback. It's crucial in informing where I take the show next. Thank you, and go out and live soul first. Influence is often inherited, but more often created from our actions. The Voice America Influencers Channel brings together those who are creating and leading the way and those who will create the road from nowhere in the future. Being an influencer isn't always about being the most important person in the world. It's about being the most influential person in the world around you. A better manager, a better friend, a better marketer, or strategic planner. The Voice America Influencers Channel is about becoming better and earning influence. Be an influencer. Join us today. You are listening to Sovereign Self with Sophia Renea Morales. We'd love to hear from you on the show today. Call in to 1-866-472-5795. Again, that's 1-866-472-5795. Or if you'd prefer, send an email to asksophia at transformationspace.co. Now, back to Sovereign Self. Thanks for hanging in with us through the break. This is Sophia Renea Morales, and I am here with Anand Sukadia of Life Wellness and the Limitless One podcast. And before the break, we were talking about how powerful your mind in envisioning things can be. And I asked you to spend some time with a list and and you know, list a few of the things that shifting your mind has helped you with in the course of your life. And so since I asked them to do that, I'm going to ask you, Anand, to do that as well. What are the top couple that come to your mind where you you changed your mind and what you're envisioning and your reality followed? Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's so many. One of the quick ones that I, that I remember just as you were asking your, your audience to think about is um, I had shoulder surgery back in 2009, right? And uh, the doctor told us, okay, you know, after the surgery, just try to like get in the physical therapy, you know, do the exercises. And um, within like two years, you know, you, you should be at like a hundred percent or whatever. 
I must have missed the part where he said two years. Because uh, well, and that's good that your brain deleted yeah, that. <laughs> yeah, I, either I intentionally deleted it or I missed it. But so what I did is I did the physical therapy for a couple of weeks or a month or whatever it was. And then I just did the exercises every single day. And I started feeling better. And I was I felt like almost like, okay, I could start working out. So within, uh, I think it was uh, five months, I started doing P90X, which I don't know if you remember those commercials. Where, oh, that's some intense yeah, workout right there. intense workouts. It was seven days a week. We were doing pull-ups. I was doing more pull-ups after the surgery than I was like prior to that. And uh, probably for your entire life. <laughs> exactly. So I, I spoke to the doctor. I went for my follow-up and he's like, did you, I don't remember like, you know, like I know you had a pretty severe surgery. We had a bicep tendon that tore torn labor, uh, rotator cuff and a couple of other things that needed to be, you know, fixed. And six months, I, in my entire career, I've never seen someone healed this quickly. And I was telling him, yeah, I was doing, you know, P90X. And he's like, oh my goodness, this is, this is insane. He, he works with professional athletes and he was, he was really impressed by the, the recovery. But again, it was mindset. I didn't know any better. So I just started healing myself and, you know, I healed myself hundred percent six months. I was doing all these crazy workouts and I never looked back from it. And I, um, I love that. I, I love the statement. I didn't know any better because sometimes ignorance is helpful to the healing process. I had that happen a few years back. I got my knees blown up at the dog park. I had a wolfhound that decided it wanted to run full speed between my legs. It's like getting hit by a linebacker. And I didn't realize how badly I was injured. I mean, I, we went to the ER and they put an immobilizer on one leg and they wrapped the other leg and said, nothing's broken, but you know, we have to do more tests. And it took a ridiculous amount of time for my MRI to come back, like three or four weeks. I have this crazy last name. <laughs> Uh, Johnson de Morales, it's got spaces in it, causes all kinds of drama. And I didn't realize that there was actually a break above my left knee and that I had popped three tendons in the left leg and two in the right. Okay, we didn't know any of that at that time. And so I'm going to my acupuncturist, I'm working my way out of the brace, I'm trying to, you know, get back into the normal swim of things. And by the time they sent me to the orthopedic surgeon, it's like six weeks later, and she's looking at my records and I'm off my crutches. <laughs> she's like, are you sure they sent me the right file? Yes, I'm sure they sent you the right file. But had I known how badly I was injured, I probably would not have just gone to the acupuncturist and, and worked my way out of the brace. So yeah, sometimes ignorance is, is constructive. <laughs> yeah. And those are the positive elements or the examples, right? And then there's the negative examples. If a doctor tells a, a cancer patient, this is a terminal cancer, just that alone is almost a death sentence if the, the patient believes that. Well, and the other thing that they tend to do is then also put an expiration date on you. Yeah, you have three months. Or yeah, months, exactly. Right? Get, you, get your life in order because you're, yep. you're done for here. And I think one of the best things you can do is reject the hell out of that. Now, that doesn't mean ignore the fact that you have cancer, but start visualizing a good outcome because it makes a huge difference. Yeah. And, you know, search for additional answers. I'm not a fan of completely throwing allopathic uh, 
out the window. There are moments when you need it and it's an important thing to have. And it can be very helpful. Okay. Removing a tumor can be a, a beautiful thing. I would never suggest that somebody should not have their tumor removed. Um, but what you visualize when you're going through the treatments makes a difference in how effective they are and how many of the icky side effects you experience. Yeah. I have a friend who went through her second round of, of breast cancer and she intuitively knew she had to go through radiation after they removed the tumor. And she envisioned that that radiation was supporting her and making her more vibrant and healing. And she didn't end up with any of like the radiation sores that you normally see. And in fact, she would scold her doctor every time the doctor was like, well, and you can expect, you know, redness and blistering and soon it'll get oozy and we've got things we can help for you with. And she's like, no, I don't want to hear any of that. That will not happen to me. That is not my future because radiation is supportive and healing for me. And that was her reality. Yeah. Yeah. So we have about eight minutes left and what i would love from you at this point is three pearls of wisdom that people can take forward with them to help them step into the more magical life grow into a more magical life if you will yeah so you know i i would say like we talked about journaling about your gratitude but i also have another journal on my phone of moments of synchronicities and moments of magic so yes. it reminds me anytime I'm thinking, oh my goodness, something is, you know, I'm not feeling magical today or whatever. I'm just looking at this list from uh, about the last year and all the crazy synchronicities that have happened. Can, can I pause you for one second? <laughs> you, you keep shifting away from your microphone oh, and you're sorry, coming sorry. in and out. So sorry if you can, that. there we go. Okay. So you've got this app on your phone. Yeah, no, it's not even an app. It's just my notes, right? So okay. I just have moments of magic and synchronicities. So I'll write down all the beautiful things that have happened to me, whether I was thinking about somebody and all of a sudden this person I haven't talked to in years reaches out to me. Or for instance, I was at um, in uh, Mexico and I was at an event for Dr. Joe Dispenza. I was talking to a buddy of mine um, who I just had a feeling like I should talk to him about Egypt because I was going on a trip to Egypt in February. And he's like, oh, are you talking about so-and-so's different expedition? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, I was actually signing up for that. And then he's like, oh, there's another person here at this event that signed up for this as well. And it is like totally two different organizations. I was like, oh, okay. That's a synchronicity. So like now I have like a bunch of friends that are, are going to this, this, uh, this Egypt trip that I didn't know anyone that was going to be at there. Um, little things like that, they're happening every single day to me. Um, I'll be thinking about a particular event or an experience that I want. And somehow, some way, it'll kind of make its way into my, into my uh, forefront of my reality. And then it's up to me whether I want to choose to explore that or whether I don't want to. And if I don't, then it goes away. So it's really, really cool when you can actually, again, it's like building a muscle. So you're writing all these things down and then you can review it at all times. And the more you review it, you're building more and more of this into your life. So it's like this, this beautiful cycle that happens when you're building this momentum of synchronicities. synchronicities well, and I love writing it down. And there's a few reasons I love writing it down. <clears throat> the first one is, it means you can go back to it later when you're having a, a moment that feels unmagical. <laughs> 
exactly. <laughs> to remind yourself that life is here to serve you and here are all the ways. The other thing I love about it is it's more scientific. There's this thing called the reticular activating system, big fancy words. Uh, the short thing for it is it's the stuff you notice in life. And so when you write it down, it becomes stuff you notice in life. And that's part of what brings the magic forward is what you're noticing and what you're choosing not to notice, right? Because we have 100% of the data all the time. And so whether you're happy or not kind of depends on what you choose to focus on in that 100% of data because we can't focus on all 100%. We have to pick something. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to choose? Yeah. So it's, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Can you repeat that question real quick? Okay. So we, we asked about three things people can do to bring more magic into their life. So the first thing you mentioned was the synchronicity and then I hijacked the conversation. Yeah. Next. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So the second one. Yes. So uh, we're on this theme of writing. So I would say this is what I've done. Um, write a letter to yourself based on your, you're writing it on the last day that you're here on this planet, your very last day to experience this human life, write the reflection of the life that you want to create. And every experience that you want, every type of love that you want, everything that you want to accomplish, write it down as it's already happened. And you tap into the feeling of what would it feel like had I accomplished this? So when you start forgetting about whether something has happened, but just tapping into the feeling that it's happened, you're merging those realities. So it's it's actually being drawn to you like a magnet when you start tapping into those feelings. So write a letter to yourself you know, based on that and write down every single thing that you want and tap into those feelings and then watch the stuff come to you. And if you, the more you read it, also, it'll remind you that yeah, we have a we have an expiration date at some point on this this human existence. I believe that we're infinite beings of you know we live limitless amount of lives. But when you know that okay, we're working for towards something on this particular human path, let's accomplish it all. What if we're not tapping into or being on the road of the journey to tap into our highest potential? What are we doing here? Are we just here yeah. mediocre? Mediocre? You know, you look at all the stars in the universe. You know, if you look outside on a on a really beautiful, clear day, that's all the life that there is that you can visibly see. But yet, there's so much more, right? Are we each Absolutely. of us have the potential to be a be a freaking supernova? And why are we stopping ourselves? It's only based on the way that we look at ourselves. So if you can start looking at yourself as limitless, then you can start moving towards that direction. And of Absolutely. course, we're never going to reach our full potential because you know we're infinite. But if we can start getting on that path, everything that's supposed to be for you is going to come for you. Absolutely. And I love that you're invoking the feeling state of what you want to accomplish because a lot of times we try to change our programming, which sits in our subconscious, by doing a lot of stuff or telling our subconscious mind something. And that's not the language our subconscious mind speaks. It's like you have an English speaking subconscious mind and you're talking to it in Chinese. You have to speak to it in the language it understands and feelings and visualization is the language the subconscious understands. Yeah. I love that. And so what would be the third pearl of wisdom? The third is the greatest investment that you can make 
in your entire life is the investment you make in yourself. The time that you spend with yourself, who are you? Find out who you really are. What is your purpose here? What is your mission here? Rather than focusing so much about on your job or external things, it's like you need to find out and become your own best friend. And by doing that, find out all the tools that you need. Who do I want to become? Who do I have to become in order to create what I want to in life? And just, yeah, yeah focus, on, focus on that because you are the most important priority in your life above anyone else. And if you're not filling your own cup, then how can you be there for your children or for your partner or anyone else that, that needs you? So you need to be overflowing with that love and that, uh, that abundance for yourself so that you can share that with other people and inspire other people. I love that. And investment in yourself is one investment where you cannot go wrong. No one can t- ever take it away from you. Mm-hmm. You know, it will only ever appreciate in value and mm-hmm. become more valuable to you as you go along. And yeah, it is the only investment that actually will turn into additional investments. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. Those are three awesome suggestions. Write down and notice your synchronicities. Write a letter about what your life has looked like. Include all of the feelings and visualizations for what that amazing life was like on its last day. And then invest in yourself. I love that. Thank you so much for joining me today, Anand. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And thank you to everyone in listener land who has joined us today as well. I do this show for you, and I'm so grateful that you come and you tune in every week, and some of you go back through piles and piles of archives, and I love to hear from you. So drop me a quick line, ask Sophia at transformationspace.co. Let me know what the show has done for you. Let me know what you'd like to see on the show, who you'd like to have me talk to, topics you'd like to see me take on. And until next week, go out and live soul first. Thank you for being a part of our program this week. Sovereign Self can be heard live every Monday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time and 4 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Please join host Sophia Renea Morales again next week, right here 